Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 9 of Genesis chapter 10. And we're going to begin in verse 15. And Canaan begat Sidon his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusite, and the Amorite, and the Girgashite, and the Hivite, and the Archite, and the Sinite, and the Arvidite, and the Zemurite, and the Hamathite. And afterward were the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gerar, unto Gaza, as thou goest, unto Sodom, and Gomorrah, and Adma, and Zeboam, even unto Lasha. These are the sons of Ham, after their families, after their tongues, in their countries, and in their nations. And I'll stop reading there. Now, um, here we see that the sons of Canaan, the descendants of Canaan are listed. And uh, when we read about the land of Canaan, we find that several of these sons are uh, normally mentioned. For instance, in Exodus chapter 33, it says, beginning in verse 1, And Jehovah said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence. Thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. So we see um, a few of... Canaan's descendants are mentioned there, and also in Deuteronomy chapter 7 and in verse 1, when Jehovah thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and hast cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. The descendants of Canaan show themselves to be um, very important in Old Testament history, and especially in regard to the promise of God concerning the promised land. It was the land of Canaan that the Lord said would be an everlasting habitation to Abraham and his seed. And uh, we know that Joshua... Um, defeated these nations when he conquered the land of Canaan at the end of that 40-year wilderness sojourn. But still, the nations of the land of Canaan remained around. For instance, in Judges chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, it says, Now these are the nations which Jehovah left to prove Israel by them, even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan. Only the generations of the children of Israel might know to teach them war at the least, 
such as before knew nothing thereof, namely, five lords of the Philistines, and all the Canaanites, and the Sidonians, and the Hivites, that dwelt in Mount Lebanon, from Mount Baal-Hermon, unto the entering in of Hamath, and they were to prove Israel by them, to know whether they would hearken unto the commandments of Jehovah, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. And the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, Hittites, and Amorites, and Perizzites, and Hivites, and Jebusites. And they took their daughters to be their wives, and gave their daughters to their sons, and served their gods. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of Jehovah, and forget Jehovah their God, and served Balaam and the groves. Well, we, we, um, again, see how, uh, integral the land of Canaan and the sons of Canaan, who became nations in the land, are to the biblical history. All right, let's go on. Um, I'll just mention in Genesis 10, verse 19, and the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, or Zidon, as thou comest to Gerar unto Gaza. And we know that Gaza identifies with the land of the Philistines. And it continues, As thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah and Adma and Zeboam, even unto Lasha. This is the only place um, that Lasha is found. And in this verse, we have the first mention of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, of course, Sodom and Gomorrah is a place where the Lord will later destroy as a historical illustration of the end of the world. And we read concerning the location of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis chapter 13, beginning in verse 10. It says, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before Jehovah destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of Jehovah, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. So Sodom and Gomorrah laid in the plain of Jordan. In verse 20 of Genesis 10, it says, These are the sons of Ham, after their families, after their tongues, in their countries, and in their nations. And we saw in the line of Ham are the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Egyptians, and the Canaanites. Practically every enemy, major enemy of God's people that we'll, we'll find as we uh, read the Old Testament in biblical history, we'll find that typically the people coming against the Israelites who were the Lord's outward representative of his kingdom to the inhabitants of the earth are Assyrian or they are a Babylonian or Egyptian or um, one of the nations of the land of Canaan that God left to prove them. And all are descendants of Ham except for Assyria that that was Asher who went forth and builded Nineveh, and Asher is the son of Shem. The Assyrians seem to come from the line of Shem. All right, let's move on and read from verse 21. Unto Shem also 
the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth the elder, even to him were children born, the children of Shem, Elam, and Asher, and Arphaxad, and Lud, and Aram, and the children of Aram, Uz, and Hull, and Gether, and Mash, and Arphaxad begat Selah, and Selah begat Eber, and unto Eber were born two sons, the name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. And I'll stop reading there. So verse 21 tells us um, this is going to uh, be the lineage. It, it will recount the line of Shem. And Shem, one of Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And that's the reason why we're a little surprised to read uh, that Shem is the brother of Japheth the elder, Japheth is the elder, but whenever we would read um, of the three sons of Noah, it would normally uh, be Shem listed first. If we go to Genesis 6, verse 10, And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Genesis 7, verse 13, In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth the sons of Noah, into the ark. And then in Genesis 10, verse 1, Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Noah's three sons, and Shem is always listed first. And so we wonder why the Lord would do that if Japheth was the elder. You would think that it would be Japheth and Ham and Shem, or or Japheth would at least lead the order. And I think we're helped in understanding this when we look at Genesis 11 and verse 26. And it says, And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And again, we have three sons of Terah, or three sons of a man, in the line of the sons of God. And the first son, Abram, we know, is not the eldest. And we'll save looking at that for when we get to that point. We'll go over the timeline for Terah and his sons uh, when we get into Genesis chapter 11. But uh, the the Bible indicates that Abram was not the eldest. And yet he's listed first as, as the Lord tells us of these three sons. And probably the reason for this and the same reason Shem is listed first is because that Shem is within that line, that line that is favored or blessed of God, the line that, um, the Lord will follow where Mainly the true believers, God's elect, are found in that particular line. And Shem, apparently, was a true child of God, one of God's elect, and so too with Abram. And and so, uh, according to God's salvation program, they are uh, most important. And so, the Lord puts them first. 
Okay, unto Shem also the father of all the children of Eber. Now, again we have a question. Why is God telling us that Shem is the father of the children of Eber? Eber comes into view after we read in verse 22, the children of Shem, Elam, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, Aram. And then we're told the children of Aram, Uz, Hol, Gether, and Mash. And we, we read in verse 24, Arphaxad begat Salah, and Salah begat Eber. So Arphaxad is a descendant of Shem. And Eber is a descendant of Salah. Uh, first it's Arphaxad, Salah, Eber. So in order to go back to Shem, it's about four generations at least. Why, in verse 21, in beginning uh, to um, reveal the genealogy of Shem, the favored line, the blessed line, why does the Lord look down at least four generations to Eber and, and say that Shem is the father of the children of Eber? And when we read the account, we don't really find anything outstanding or um, overly significant about Eber, except that uh, Eber uh, had two sons. The name of one was Peleg, and in the days of Peleg, the earth was divided, and, and that is an extremely important milestone in biblical history, as well as the history of the world, the time when the one huge continent split up and became several continents like we have today. But why, we wonder, would God um, signal out and, 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 and sort of highlight Eber in verse 21? Well, Eber, the Hebrew name, is 5677 in the concordance, in Strong's Hebrew concordance. And, and, and notice I said Strong's Hebrew concordance. Well, Eber is related to 5680, which is the Hebrew word for Hebrew. And, and it's closely related to Eber. The, the word Hebrew comes into focus a little later on in, in the time of Abram. In Genesis chapter 14, it says in verse 13, And there came one that had escaped, and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshkel, and brother of Anur, and these were confederate with Abram. Now, that that's the first time the word Hebrew comes into view. And... It's probably, um, again, over 2,800 years since the flood. But Eber was a man in a line of Shem who was born in, in the year 3617 B.C. And he died 464 years later in the year 3153 B.C. And then Peleg, a, a descendant, was born 
and and according to um, the biblical calendar of history, in the days of Peleg, the earth was divided. But, you know, as we think about these two major things, and in the beginning of the next chapter in Genesis 11, we're going to read um, of the Tower of Babel, and where it says the whole earth was one language and one speech. Well, it would appear obvious that the Tower of Babel occurred before the earth was divided in the days of Peleg. The reason that is obvious is uh, if if the Lord first divided the earth and the continents split and, and these people groups uh, all went their way before um, confounding their language, then we would find the people in South America, uh, the people in Australia would all speak the same language. So it was necessary to first confound the language and then later divide the continents after you you first confound the language of all the nations. And it appears that that Eber was the um, calendar reference patriarch that that was alive at the time when God confounded the languages. You, you know the the uh, confusion of language is really not that far removed from Abram when Abram was born in 2167 BC, and the confusion of languages uh, could go back to the time of Eber who again died in 3153, about a thousand years earlier. And, and and so when God confounded the language of the nations of the world, there became a language of Eber, that, that um, the descendants of Eber began to speak. And, and that language became known as Hebrew. And and so uh, we find that when Abram comes forth, he's called Abram the Hebrew. He he is able to speak that particular language. And we do find that Abram is in this line. If we go to Genesis 11, and it says in Genesis 11, verse 17, And Eber lived after he begat Peleg 430 years and begat sons and daughters. And Peleg lived 30 years and begat Reu. And Peleg lived after he begat Reu 209 years and begat sons and daughters. And Reu lived 2 and 30 years and begat Serug. And Reu lived after he begat Serug 207 years and begat sons and daughters. And Serug lived 30 years and begat Nahor. And Serug lived after he begat Nahor 200 years and begat sons and daughters. And Nahor lived 9 and 20 years and begat Terah. And Nahor lived after he begat Terah 119 years and begat sons and daughters. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. So Abram can trace his lineage to Eber and Eber stands out because right around that time was when God confounded the language of all people 
And one of the languages that uh, came into being, or, or it's very possible that Hebrew was the original language, and this line just continued to speak it, but it's unlikely since uh, since Eber, that name, identifies with Hebrew, that in his days was the Tower of Babel, and the Lord, um, again, caused confusion amongst the languages of the world, and the line of Shem at that time was Eber and his descendants, Peleg and so forth, began to speak um, a language that would become identified with the Hebrew, with the language of the Old Testament. It, it's the language of Moses, as God moved Moses to write the first five books of the Pentateuch, the book of Genesis and Exodus and so forth, and and much, the vast majority of the Old Testament, uh, some of the Old Testament was written in Aramaic, but the language of Hebrew would become paramount. It became the language identified with the people of God. And so Abram, a, a child of God, and a tremendously important figure in God's salvation program, became known as Abram the Hebrew, and then uh, his descendants became known as Hebrews. So um, when we we see that word Hebrew, uh, I think we have a better understanding of it now and and how it relates to Eber. And also, uh, again, gives us a little insight into the timing of the Tower of Babel that there there's good evidence that the Tower of Babel took place in the days of Eber. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.